Did you know that soccer is actually the original name of the sport? Soccer is the original name of European football? Yes. But do you know why it's called... Do you know why Europeans and everybody, uh, other people around the world... Call it the wrong thing? Call it football, yeah. Because they use their foot to kick the ball. No, because they didn't. Because the British did not like us because they took that fat L in 1776. So they, they refused to call it soccer and just called it football. Mm. So the original name is actually soccer, mm. but they just refused to be like us. So they call it football. Are we hating on the British? We right for now? sure are hating on the British. USA, USA. Who, 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 who lost to them in the World Cup? That's right, the United States. United States. Well, I mean, beat. we're out of the round of sixteen. It doesn't matter. We beat we we beat the Brits. That's okay. We, That's all that matters. We tied with the British. We beat the Brits. They let they went home before we did. We beat the British. Fair. Fair. USA. 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 I. I believe. I believe that. I believe that we. I believe that we. I believe that we will win. 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 All right, anyway, so wrong kind of football to start off the episode. Enough with the soccer talk. Yeah. Uh, my name's Cole Connor. I'm Owens Pelnick. And you're listening to the Panther Pod. We got one game to preview this week, Cole. This is going to be a short episode. It is going to be a short episode. Do you know what that game is? What that one game is? Uh, the best game of the year between a four and seven team and a five and six team. It is America's game right here. This is this is America's rivalry. Um, if you hear us cutting away or laughing throughout the episode, our very special friend Jay T. is back. Chitwood. In the studio. Yes. Jay, would you like to say anything to the fans? <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> People are just going to think that he's fake. Like They're, they're going to believe that like, they think he's just he's non-existent. He doesn't. <laughs> we keep referencing him, but he never just says anything on the mic. Uh, but the Army Black Knights take on the Navy Midshipmen in <laughs> the Lincoln Financial <laughs> Field. Um, over under thirty two and the spreads two and a half, so should be a should be a good game um, across the board. You uh, think this Army, game will be a quick paced game? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Both of these teams are not very good. Uh, the Army Black Knights need to uh, <laughs> they need to win this game to get bowl eligibility, and I could for sure see Navy spoiling them. They, that's this kind of rivalry. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, last year, we saw a lot more passing in America's game than we've seen in a long time. Well, yeah, because Navy famously runs a triple option. So does Army. So does Army. Most, if not all, I think Air Force. I think Air Force off the triple option. They they also run the triple option, but they're they're more willing to go and pass the ball a little bit more than Army is. Um, but no, I mean. Army, I think, what, five years ago, 
literally played a game where they did not or had a stretch of like five games that they did not throw a pass. They yeah. just run the ball. Yep. Um, this is not going to be a quick base game. This is all about who wins the opening coin flip. Yes. <laughs> 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 who gets to advance the ball two and a half yards um, per carry. I will say though, like for Navy, they throw the ball a little bit more than Army does. Forty-two of ninety-one for uh, Ty. Ty Lavata. Lavatai. Lavatai. Ty Lavatai. Wow. Um, Ty Lavatai, uh, 42 for 91, five, 787 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, Cade Ballard, um, 335 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. For both of these teams, obviously the running backs, you know, they're the ones that really they, yeah. they carry the rock in this. 120 uh, for Army, uh, Tyre Tyler. Um, Tyre Tyler has 120 carries, 601 yards, 12 touchdowns. Daba Fofana for Navy. Again. We are, we've got to be butchering these names. We've got to be butchering them. 100%. But, again, Daba or Daba Fofana for Navy. 175 attempts, 749 yards, 6 touchdowns. So, not too bad on the ground, but... Owen, this is a game between a four and seven team and a five and six team. I am not expecting a clinic at all. I I am because they are. I am expecting a clinic of execution because they are um, a cat. Uh, not a. Oh no, schools. they're a- they're service academy schools. Yeah. So there will be precision amongst this. By the way, uniforms amazing. Yeah. Army wins the uniform battle 100%. this year. Um. But I think Navy won it, what, three years ago? Something like that. They may have won it last year, too, because last year's was really cool as well. Army's, uh, Army's uniforms have kind of fallen off here uh, lately, and then this year they, they brought the smoke. Yeah. Last year they I thought they were oh, – they always bring good uniforms regardless. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, however – Better than the Shamrock series. <laughs> um, here's the thing. If these teams could play defense, they would be unstoppable. Because yeah. the triple option – the wing tee, whatever you want to call it, is supposed to be an unstoppable force because you can either give it to the fullback who gets four yards, five yards. You can run it out wide, pitch it to the wide out or to the running back. He gets four or five yards. Or the quarterback has a keeper and gets four or five yards. Like, no matter what, if you run it correctly, you're going to gain yards. Um, However, if you don't run an effective defense, you're going to lose just about every game. And may I remind you, at one point in time, Army and Navy were the football schools. Yeah, 100%. They won a lot of championships in the 40s. Absolutely. And they they used and to be fifties. And 50s. They were off they 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 were football powerhouses. So was Harvard and Yale. So was <laughs> So was Harvard and Yale. Okay. I'm not I am not trying to diss. Yeah. And I have a lot. I, this is one of my favorite games all season long. Oh, it's so fun! It's, yeah, it's fun to watch. Um, taking a look at the last five for Army, um, Army stomped UMass uh, forty-four to seven, beat UConn thirty-four to seventeen, narrowly, narrowly <laughs> lost to Troy. Narrowly, uh, narrowly lost to Troy ten to nine. Ugh. 
Marines. Terrible football score. Terrible football score. And then lost to the Air Force uh, 13-7. And then they beat UL Monroe 48-24. Oof. <laughs> Brother. Oof. Uh, Navy in their last five, they beat UCF, who went on to play for the American Athletic Conference Championship, 17-14. They almost beat their rival, Notre Dame, 35-32. They had a close loss against Cincinnati, 20-10. They beat Temple into overtime, 27-20. And then they lost to Houston, 38-20. Looking at team stats, points per game, Navy is negative, uh, 22.4 points scored per game, and they're allowing 24.7. Uh, Army uh, is scoring 29.4. You can round that up to 30. Um, and allowing 23. Total yards, Navy 330, Army 385. Uh, yards passing. Now, mind you, this is a season-long stat, an average stat. Navy yards per game. Army, 81.1. Proudly. Yards rushing. (laughs) (laughs) Navy, 239. Army, 304. Uh, Both teams are giving up well over 350 yards per game. Um, Navy has a very stout run defense, though, only giving up 85.6. Now, granted, they are allowing 270 yards passing, but Army is not throwing the ball. They are running the ball. So we will see. Um, Owen, who you got? Uh, Give me the Black Knights. I like Army. Uh, I think they're – I have – I – I just like Army. I think they're much more competitive with their independent schedule than Navy is. Uh, granted, Army did not play the caliber of teams that – or uh, Army did not play the caliber of teams that Navy did. Navy had to play UCF, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Houston, you know, decent, decent teams, whereas Army had to play UMass, UConn. Troy, who won the Sun Belt, Air Force, eh, kind of a toss-up, and then UL Monroe. Um. So I, I mean, but I like I like Army, um, and pretty. I just to me, it's it's really defense. I think it comes down to the defenses that Army's defense is just much better than Navy's. Really? Yeah. Because the way I'm seeing it, Army only knows how to run the ball, and Navy is allowing half the rushing yardage that Army is. So Army knows how to score points. Navy does not. <laughs> um, give me the midshipmen. Play spoiler. Whatever, whatever. Play spoiler. Navy, please win. I need to. I need to end the season on a high note. Please no. Please no. I think we. I think you also went the midshipmen last last year as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. You yeah, and I also went army as well. Yeah, well. So haha, go army. We'll see. Um, and that wraps up the games for the week. <laughs> yeah, our only one. <laughs> our only game of the week. Actually, yeah, no, there's an, I don't think there's any bowl games on this week at all. No, there isn't. Bowl uh, schedule. Game. Yeah. I, I, yep. Nope. Navy Army. 
Saturday, December tenth. I was at getting ready to say three p.m. on CBS. They're the only. You, it's usually that one weekend of the year where there's no other game but the Army Navy game. Yeah, because everyone at least gets one bye or uh, a bye week to heal up from injury and figure out like transfer portal. Army does not. <laughs> Army doesn't take bye weeks. Oh, They've had like a month now. No, that's Navy. Army Sorry. hasn't taken a bye week since 1776. Okay. <laughs> the Army football program. Exactly. West Point has not taken a bye week since 1776. Moving on <laughs> from the Army Navy game. Um, taking a look at Transfer Portal and uh, just coaching news. Yep. Um, obviously, we have a lot of different um, stories about yes. this. We've both looked at this quite a good bit. Um, and some rumors that we've both heard as well. So we're just going to kind of pass back and forth a little bit, try and figure out who we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, go for it. So, Hey, Cole. Hmm. I'm coming. I'm coming. We're not going to put up with this attitude no more. That's been on the Panther Pod here recently. I'm coming. I'm bringing my luggage, and it's Louie. So you better hit the transfer portal here if you're not willing to work. <laughs> Said Deion Sanders. <laughs> my name's Cole Connor. Um, you've listened to the last episode of me. I am officially hitting the transfer portal out of the Panther Pod. <laughs> please respect my decision. <laughs> Please respect my decision. <laughs> Much love to you guys. Um, Deion Sanders heads to Colorado. The buff. The buff. Uh, Deion Sanders right now, Colorado went from a 111 dead program to the most relevant program in all of college football. I absolutely love the hire. Absolutely. I mean, not even from a – because here's my thing with – Colorado hiring Dion. If Dion just brings in a whole lot of FCF's talent mm-hmm. to um, Colorado, I don't think it's going to work in the first year. No. You know what will work in the first year? Total revenue for the program, mm-hmm. NIL deals, and eyes on the product. Yeah. Because you know now that everyone is going to want to watch Colorado football oh, yeah. just because of Deion Sanders. Well, and in other head coaching news as well, Nebraska hires Matt Rule, which happened a few weeks ago, week one of the college football season, Colorado versus Nebraska. Matt Rule versus Dion. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting. I Dion, like, here's the, here's the thing. Auburn, I think, will kick themselves for not hiring Deion Sanders because who is going to be at, who else besides Kirby Smart is going to be able to walk into a living room in Alabama and outmatch Nick Saban? If you're Deion Sanders, Brian from, Kelly, uh, please. If you're Deion Sanders from Auburn, who who Nick Saban or Deion? I'm I'm picking Dion. I I would pick Dion. I would pick Dion. I obviously you would pick Dion. I know you would. I obviously, but but seriously For though, other reasons. But Dion is up and coming. Saban, I would say is 
at some point, I don't know if it's soon or not, is on the tail end of his coaching career. I would say after this 10-year extension is up, he's probably done. Yeah. I would say we have about 10 years left for Saban. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that means LSU can finally win a game now. (laughs) I'm joking. You went to the SEC championship. You beat them in overtime this year. Uh, Anyway. Um. But no, I absolutely love the hire. I love uh, the hire. Colorado, it makes perfect sense. Well, and everybody's like, I can't see it. I can't see Dion at Colorado. I can see Dion. I could totally see Dion at Colorado. Yeah, I don't. I, I could see Dion everywhere except for maybe Bama. It just doesn't. Bama. Make sense. Yeah, I, I don't think I could see him at Bama. Any of the military academies? No, I couldn't see him in it. Well, I could. I don't know. He's pretty old school. He likes the uniform. Liberty? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I could see him at Auburn. Obviously, Florida State. If Florida State, I if, would love Deion dude, Sanders. Florida to coach State would LSU. be <laughs> Florida State would be unstoppable if, if they had Deion as head coach. Yeah. Yes, LSU 100%. would be unstoppable if they had one Deion. If they, if you thought they were unstoppable when Ed O was in there, yeah, dude, you know. Talking about someone who respects the culture at LSU, yeah, Deion Sanders, one hundred percent. I couldn't see Deion at at Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. I could um, see him like Ole Miss as well. I could see him at Ole Miss. I could I, oddly enough, I could see him at a Vanderbilt. Yeah, that would I, make I, sense. I, I could see him at a Vanderbilt. I could see him at a Georgia Tech. Um, uh, just because I I think like Atlanta and Georgia Tech, like I just feel yeah. like that'd be a good. Like a good match. Um, I could see him at both the U, uh, both the LA schools. Yeah, different thing. Uh, definitely not Cal or Stanford. I don't think no. you know. But here's the thing. Just John like we Sanders said, Sanders next head coach at Notre Dame. What? <laughs> but here, but here's the thing too: is what fits is a winner. Yeah. If he wins, he's a fit. There, that's 100%. all it is too. We we went through it with Brian Kelly. Is uh, we don't know how this is going to go. It's not really a fit. Man took you to the SEC championship, and now you get to go play Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> An unranked Purdue versus a ranked LSU. We're fine. We're good. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm not scared. Um, Hugh Freeze, also, we've talked about this a little yeah. bit. I was very, very sad about this. Uh, gets hired at Auburn. Uh, Tim Beck replaces Jamie Chadwell at uh, Coastal Carolina. Jamie Chadwell replaces Hugh Freeze at Liberty. How on earth Liberty pulled that one off? I have no idea. But, I mean, there had to be a buttload of money involved in that. Um, I think a lot of it is also, and we talked about this off the air, is Liberty politicking and saying, look, we're going to uh, FBS within the next, like, six years. Do you want to be a part of that? They are in the FBS, Cole. No, what, what I'm... We are going to compete for a national championship uh, within the next like five six years. Do you want to be a part of that? Oh uh, well, and I, I and I would say he said by twenty twenty four, Jamie in his introductory press conference, Jamie Chadwell said like Liberty is going to be that sixth that sixth sixth best conference championship. Uh, he's going to be that sixth best conference uh, champion. Tim Beck is the uh, offensive coordinator uh, for NC State, the the former offensive coordinator. Uh, right now, CBS has this as a F hire for them. Mm. 
interesting. We'll see how it goes. Um, Scott Satterfield, we talked about him a little bit this year. He was on the hot seat at the beginning of the year. He replaces Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. I don't like it. I don't either. And I, I feel bad but for Cincinnati fans because hey, I would have felt a lot more confident with Luke walking into the Big 12 with Luke Fickle. Yeah, 100%. And now you're not. Now you're going to have Scott Satterfield there. What I do love is who Luke Fickle, or Luke Fickle went to. Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Perfect uh, fit. Who we all thought Jim Leonard was going to be the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He was Wisconsin football. Like, like he lived and breathed Wisconsin football. The fans loved him. It appeared that administration also loved him. But then there was Luke Fickle. And you, you got it. And it was rumored that Jim Leonard was going to stay on as DC for Wisconsin. That has been debunked. Jim Leonard intends to leave the Wisconsin coaching staff at this point in time. Um, and it's coming up. Uh, uh, it's either been announced or it's going to be announced. Uh, Alex Golish, uh, who is a Tennessee offensive coordinator, replaces Jeff Scott at USF, which was another, which is also one I could see Dion at. Mm-hmm. Um, which USF was a uh, in the running, or I don't know if they were in the running, but it appeared that it was going to be between USF and Colorado. Imagine being Colorado. And losing Deion Sanders to USF. Oof. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, biggest, honestly, not the biggest surprise, but um, Trent Dilfer, high school coach, former NFL quarterback, replaces Bill Clark at UAB. Yep. Um, Clark announced his retirement in June. Brian Vincent took over, went bowl eligible. Dilfer's never coached a college game before in his life. What are they doing? That's a big risk. It is a big risk. but For a bowl-eligible, and they've proved that they have bowl-eligible talent on that team. Now you hire somebody with no experience. But if you think about it, Jackson State did the same thing with Deion Sanders, and look what happened. Fair. Now, Trent Dilfer is no Deion Sanders. No, absolutely not. So, he does and not I think have a lot of charisma. That. He doesn't have the marketing tools. Yes. Nothing. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Brent Key, the Georgia Tech interim coach, speaking on Georgia Tech, uh, replaces Jeff Collins. I'm interested to see. Uh, Georgia Tech almost went bowl eligible even after firing Jeff Collins. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how they do. I would love for Georgia Tech to, like, be relevant once again and mm-hmm. like make that Georgia Tech Georgia rivalry mean a little, you know, like instead of walking in there and be like, oh, Georgia's going to stomp them, you know, yeah. like it's it's a little, it's always disheartening because you want to like you you want a rivalry week game to mean something, and that rivalry has been dead since. Probably the 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe. Well, no, because Georgia Tech won a national championship in the 90s. Yeah, but Georgia wasn't relevant at all in the 90s. Georgia was relevant in the 80s, though. I mean, like, it was was, uh, up and down. I feel like whenever Georgia Tech has been good, Georgia has been bad. And then whenever Georgia has been insanely good, Georgia Tech has been irrelevant. And a lot of that has to do with recruiting as well because they have very similar recruiting markets. Very very much so. Because like if you're a recruit and you live in the state of Georgia, 
Are you going to Georgia Tech or Georgia? Yeah. Um, yeah. Big news as well. Uh, Willie Taggart out at Florida Atlantic, mm-hmm. replaced by Tom Herman. This was a major surprise. I sent you this because I saw it on Twitter, and you don't have a Twitter. Get with the times, old man. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to join Papa Elon on Twitter. Papa Elon. I was there before Papa Elon, so. Um, yeah, and I can join now and get verified. That is right. If, if, if you pay $8. If you pay $8. I mean, why not? You so from what I understand, and this is a tangent. From what I understand with the Twitter thing, is you can still be verified by the normal ways yeah, of you just like have to be like relevant, relevant like yeah, TV you, personality, somebody who's uber famous. If you click on somebody's profile, it will. And to my knowledge, again, I don't I, have. You know, a I've never seen one though. Like there are certain people I would think that have that blue check mark next to them. That I would think, oh, they paid for this, but then it says, well, this is a reputable source. It's an official government, media yeah. personality, or whatever. We'll see. Back on track. Tom Herman at FAU, massive hire for the Owls. I mean, this here's the thing: Tom Herman is going to win in the Group of Five level. He already did it with Texas. He is going to, especially with FAU's placement right there in southern Florida, near Miami, FAU has, like, they're going to quickly turn about around, and I feel like eventually be one of the best group of five programs that there will be. Um, let's see, who else, who else, who else do we have here? David Shaw is out at Stanford. David Shaw out is at Stanford after going having a uh, what was would you say a ninety five and a fifty four record ninety six and fifty four but the past two seasons he went six and sixteen so mm-hmm. yeah. and he wasn't fired he resigned didn't yes. he yes gotcha uh, Barry Odom Arkansas defensive coordinator is hired as the head coach of UNLV uh, did you know and I don't know if you did know this or not Ed O was a candidate for the UNLV job, one of the top three. I would love to see how long it takes Edo to get fired from the UNLV job. And not because of poor – because you know that team would be so cool. It would not be Go Rebs. performance Go Rebels. at all. It would be scandal. Scandal. <laughs> scandal. Uh, scandal and controversy. Speaking of LSU and Edo. Uh, your bowl opponent just lost their head coach. Jeff Brom is expected to take over Scott Satterfield's seat at Louisville. Um, Jeff Brom took the Boilermakers to the Big Ten Championship this year. They lost to Michigan, and they will play the LSU Tigers in the Citrus Bowl later on this month. I think it's actually uh, January 2nd. January 2nd, so into the new year. Um Thing you might not know about Jeff Brom, Louisville native, former quarterback, and assistant coach for the Cardinals. Interesting. So, homecoming for Brom. Um, honestly, the only one that kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit that we talked about was the Tim Beck hire. Um, feel like they rushed that one a little bit. It, it does, and for a program like Coastal Carolina, like this could make a break. Yeah, because they are losing a very good coach in Jamie Chadwell. Yeah, and I could see Edo taking that job. 
Oh, yeah. Imagine him saying, go Chanticleers, Ch- Chanticleer, you know. Go, go Chanticleers. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. Go Clears. I, I think it's also Edo is just a fit. Yeah. Anyway, you know, like. <laughs> he's, he's just a lovable guy. Yeah, it just constantly go, hey, coach, what you got to say? Go Tigers. <laughs> go Clears. Um, notable retentions and extensions for head, for head coaches. Minnesota <laughs> extends P.J. Fleck. They agreed to a seven-year, $42 million deal. Uh, this also provides a $1 million increase over his previous contract. Uh, Jed Fish, in his second year, co- uh, has been extended into his second year coaching at Arizona after taking the team five and sef- seven in his first season with the Wildcats. Uh, Lance Leopold gets extended. You're uh if we're if we're going down the list there, I I don't know if you're saving one for last or not, but uh, there's there's one in between there, if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna talk about that one. Neil Brown was retained as the. Uh, uh, sorry, I can't hear you. What were you What were you saying? Neil Brown was retained. Uh, a little bit louder. A little bit louder. Neil Neil Brown Neil Brown is retained. <laughs> Neil Brown is retained as the Mountaineers head coach for West Virginia in the 2023 season. Brown went 22 is currently 22 and 25 at my Mountaineers. Um, his best record, his only winning record, six and four during the 2020 pandemic season after beating Army in the Liberty Bowl. Lance Leipold, he got extended. Uh, Second-year coach Jay Hawks received a contract extension through the 2029 season. Um, absolutely right move. From the Jayhawks. For sure. Yeah. This is the only one where I go 8-16, and 16, yeah, get extended. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, uh, Kalen DeBoer at Washington had a, a monster, of, of course, had a monster of a team this year up in Seattle. Um, of course, no doubt about it, as long as he keeps winning, Michael Penix Jr. is going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. He decided to not go uh, – or. He decided not declared for the draft. Not declared for the draft. Uh, Mark Stoops is also extended. There's something in his contract. I think if he gets eight or nine wins, then he adds an extra year to his contract. Um, and then finally, Dabo Sweeney was extended. This <laughs> extended in that September. Was, yeah, that was back in September to a ten-year, hundred fifty million dollar deal. Yeah, Dabo's going to be there for a while. I know you don't watch professional baseball as much as other people did you see the details of Aaron Judge's contract I did not 10 years 150 million dollars good night Yankees boo boo go Sox go Sox uh, um, anyway, sorry. Anyways, just wanted to just wanted to throw that one. in However, there. speaking of Neil Brown, we're going to kind of transfer over or shift here into the uh, transfer transfer over into the transfer portal news. Look at us. <laughs> nice uh-huh. segue. <laughs> segue. Uh, you know, last year uh, one of the big criticisms, or this year I think one of the big criticisms of, of Neil Brown was lost a ton of players to the portal last year and had to refill those spots. Um, it went from depth. It, what really hurt us was a lot of depth players. The second string, a lot of second string was replaced, and you have to fill that. And so our secondary this year obviously was very, very worn out. Ended up being better towards the end of the season, but he grabbed a bunch of FCS talent, not not FBS, FCS talent 
off of that back end of the defense and did not work out well. Did not work out. Our starter, uh, Charles Woods, transferred, got hurt the very first uh, game of the year. He is now transferred to SMU. But uh, Neil Brown is now targeting uh, Florida State players, Florida players. There's a lot of Power 5 defensive players that he is targeting. Um, and he's also targeting group of five wide receivers and a few uh, Power 5 running backs as well. So I think he learned from his mistake – Last year, in the fact that hey, we can't just go after, like like there has to be talent with experience. Yeah, and experience is great. A lot of the the average snaps or the average games, uh, number of games that uh, I'm trying to think that the secondary for West Virginia played this year was like 36 games. They played a lot of football, but it was FCS football. Yeah, and it was FCS talent. You've got to, along with the experience, I think talent is good. Not saying these guys, these guys for sure could play safety and cornerback much better than I could, but for a Power Five program, going jumping directly from FCS to a Power Five program, just a, too big of a jump. I think Neil Brown has learned that. I think Jordan Leslie has learned that, and they're really going after some Power Five guys this year. Speaking of Power Five guys, probably the biggest news um, out <coughs> of the weekend: NC State quarterback Devin Leary intends to enter the transfer portal. Yep. Um, he's got one year left. He wants to play. I, I think he's publicly said that he wants to win a national championship. Oh, I think every quarter wants quarterback 100%. Wants to, uh, notable quarterbacks who have also entered the transfer portal. DJ Uyongale for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State and Drew Pine for Notre Dame. has all. They have all entered the transfer portal. And Keaton Slovis. And Keaton Slovis at Pitt. Keaton Slovis, uh, the quarterback for Boston College, then replaces Keaton Slovis. He has now announced that he will be playing for the Panthers next year. Enjoy Morgantown in week three. (laughs) Um, Oh, another hire I wanted to talk about. Deion Sanders was able to pull Kent State's head coach away from Kent State, Sean Lewis, and pull him into – the offensive coordinator role at Colorado. Good for Yeah, absolutely. Uh, JT Daniels, once again for the third time, enters the transfer portal after his his first season with the Mountaineers. He went 13 for nine this year with the Mountaineers. Uh, It's rumored that he might go to Oregon State. We'll see what happens um, with that as well. Uh, I'm also said for West Virginia, Will Goose Crowder has also entered the transfer portal. Uh, honestly, I just didn't see a starting a starting role for him in that quarterback lineup. Um, but when you have Garrett Green and Nico Markiol, yeah, it's hard it's hard to compete with those guys, you know. And I understand I understand, but Goose is going to be a starter somewhere. I, I, I surely believe it. Reese Smith has also he's a wide receiver for West Virginia. He has also declared for the transfer portal. Uh, a lot of not controversy, but a lot of question marks around UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, Drake May, was he staying or was he going to put his name into the transfer portal? He has said that he is a Tar Heel. He's not leaving Chapel Hill. Drake May will be back for the 2023 season. As for right now, don't know what what could happen in the second portal uh, opening. No notable names for LSU um, starting out with the first uh, transfer portal opening. Um, obviously, this is still ongoing. 
Uh, Kayshawn Boots scared the ever-living crap out of me um, two days mid, ago. Uh, I thought it was like mid-season that he also did that as well. Um, no, mid-season he wanted to. Um, but he put a post out on his Instagram, and it was one of those like, thank you to this program, blah, blah. And I, I like immediately scrolled to the end. He was like, I'm staying with the LSU Tigers uh, Tiger Pride, Tiger Forever. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank um, goodness. But no, I mean, we haven't really landed anybody. We haven't made a lot of moves for the transfer portal. And then we also, um, you know, haven't lost anybody either. So I think LSU is looking to run it back. Um, Jack Beck was our only real loss. Uh, he caught 16 passes for 200 yards and one touchdown. But – even then, I mean, we're looking fairly solid right now. Um, who was the other quarterback that I was thinking of? Uh, Florida is losing quite a good bit. Florida is one of the, is one of the. Uh, you you have to also, I would think too, with this transfer portal thing, is how many of it is they do want to leave, or how many, how much of it is in Billy Napier's first season, is he asking guys, hey, you might want to consider jumping the transfer portal. You're not a good fit for what our program is trying to do. Absolutely. You know, and that, that very well may – that very well uh, could be the case. Uh, as of December – as of yesterday, Louisiana Tech has the most portal entries, according to Tom uh, Van Haren. Uh, Louisiana Tech has 18 portal entries right, behind, right in front of Colorado State, who has 17 – Texas A&M has 16 portal entries. Mm. Arkansas has 15. Kent State has 14. Oklahoma State has 13. Oregon has 13. Maryland has 12. Virginia Tech has 12. Washington State has 12. Alabama has 11. And Jackson State has 11. Which the Jackson State transferred. I mean, come on. That makes sense. You know why why they're leaving. They're all going with Dion to – they're all going with Dion to Colorado. Alabama having 11. That's a little shocking, but not really. Because I think that is, you know, Saban basically pulling a Billy Napier and saying, look, I think you're a talented guy. We recruited you for a reason, but obviously this has not worked out or you are not seeing playing time. You know. Well, you've got to also think about this as well, is Bama has stacked talent for years. Yeah. We we clearly saw this with Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. Yeah, all three quarterbacks in the same room at one point in time. So they like this talent just keeps getting stacked. Some of it eventually is gonna like there are gonna there's gonna be writing on the wall for some folks and just be like, hey, there's no there's not gonna be room for me here. I'm talented. I want to go somewhere to start. You know, so I I think that has a lot to do with it as well for. Alabama is the fact that there are players who have realized, hey, like I may not get starting time as well, uh, or playing time. I mean, for uh, Nick Saban. Yeah, um, and we're gonna cover transfer portal um, week over week. We're also gonna cover, you know, coaching hires, anything like that. Obviously, we had the summer special um, this year. When bowl season kicks in, obviously we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Um, but right now, I mean, we're still in the opening stages. More stuff's going to happen. I'm pretty sure we haven't broken the biggest story yet so far of next season, so we'll see. 
They said um, within the first day there were 640, 634 portal entries and then 100 the next day. So it opened on Monday. Tuesday there were 100 more, so that put it at 734 FBS players who were in the portal. Over 1,000 college athletes are in the portal. At the College football athletes um, are in the portal at this time. So it's it's a massive of should I stay or should I go? Some are just putting it in there to see what kind of they what kind of uh, a draw they can get from other schools. If they can't get much, they'll take their name out and stay with the current program. Uh, and we and, saw that with uh, Braylon Braxton from Tulsa. Yep, um, he withdrew his name, so it's not a permanent thing as well. It's not a permanent thing. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a lot more to be discussed. And, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's about going to wrap us up here. I, I think that's going to wrap us up. It's We apologize for the short episode, but like I said, just had one game to cover when we wanted to go over some uh, some transfer news, uh, transfer portal news and head co- coaching hires as well. Um, Be sure to look out for our bowl preview episode. Um, as soon as that hits, you know, obviously we're going to be covering – just about every single bowl that comes out. Uh, we're definitely going to make our picks, make our selections. Uh, Cole will finish out with a winning season. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. We shall see about that. But uh, for that episode, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.